0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode four of our coverage of Constellation by Story Archives. I'm your host, Mario Busto, alongside
1: the other host, Zachary Newton. Welcome back.
0: We're back with episode four titled, The Left Hand of God. And the um, show keeps getting better and better. I mean, it's uh, yep. opening up. We're learning more and more about what's going on, what, what's, what exactly we're witnessing. Uh, From these characters. It's a pretty horrifying situation to be in if you think about it and pretty uh, pretty heart-wrenching when you think about it because Joe in one reality is essentially cheating on her husband. And then in this reality, she's faithful to her husband. And so you've got, she's like a rock, you know, caught in between a rock and a hard place, right? The Joe in this reality that we see for the most part in this episode is suffering because of the actions of the other Joe Mm -hmm. and this Magnus is suffering because of the actions of another Joe. So now he's hurting her, even though this one is innocent and the other, this version of Joe is getting hurt because of the other one. So, and he doesn't believe her, of course, because who the hell would believe somebody is like from another dimension. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's a pretty horrible situation because now she's been cheated on now in this dimension. So Mm. it's just a horrible, I don't know how things get corrected or
1: if they get corrected.
0: Magnus does seem a little bit like a softy at times here, you know, calling, he's a little bit too passive with Frederick, in my opinion, in terms of let me call Frederick. He was right all along. Like okay, I am gonna oh, call yeah, the guy. I, know. And, I was like, I really... With my wife. Hey, give me a break, <laughs> this guy.
1: <laughs> the last guy I'd think to call. <laughs> yeah, give me unless a break. unless I was luring him in to shoot him. I don't, maybe then.
0: Yeah, exactly. But no, it's just uh, you know, Alice seems to have been drawn into this too because now at the end of this episode, you get kind of like the the ball drop of she's looking at a different reality, and my theory was correct. Did we wager on that? by the way.
1: I will right, we'll have to pull up the wagers. I can do that right now.
0: Did I? Because I'll be honest, my theory was this, is that she died in the other reality, or something like that. Like, in one reality, she died, and Paul Lancaster lived. And that's the, that's the reality that Alice is looking at, to the point where, when Joe, and this one, is going into the MRI, Alice mm-hmm. says she looks like she's dead. So she's in tune with whatever's going on here. But we're seeing a lot, lots of weird things. We saw Henry communicating with his other alter ego, Bud, in the screen. Um, We got this strange moment where Joe was invisible almost in this dimension as she was checking um, the pills, which we always knew something was up with these red and yellow pills. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she has this moment where she definitely ruined the life of one of the uh, custodial workers. Uh, (laughs) Because she does this thing that is almost identical to what happens to Henry and Irina. While they're dancing. Remember he has that kind of split frame moment of uh, her corpse or her dead body and she Mm -hmm. does the same thing to this custodial worker. Lots of odd things are happening with this quantum reality to the point where also Bud seems like he's going to get away with murder because the cameras didn't pick up anything.
1: Oh yeah, they got all distorted and whatnot, which... I mean, man, that that's a nice special power to have if you're like an assassin or something. Oh yeah. We we did not bet on that. the The bet that we have going is that Irene and Bud were on the same mission in space, and Irene was one of the crew members that died. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So it may be that that's that's half right and half wrong because
0: maybe in one reality they were on the mission together, she lived, and one reality she died. Uh. But we did see the common. The commonality between Henry and Joe is that they both got prescribed vitamin B. And then the other question to ask is, who prescribed Henry vitamin B? Who created vitamin B? We did see him write the lithium thing on the board. uh, And we did see him write uh, death in space, uh, a trauma situation. Mm -hmm. So... Maybe the trauma stems from dying in space. Maybe that's where all of this occurs. Um,
1: I don't know. I I mean, whatever is going on, I think, may be originated in space or just has to do with being in space in general. Mm. Um, Because it seems to be like a lot of astronauts, a lot of people that have gone to space are kind of running into it. But then again, it's not everybody, right? So, it's kind of confusing.
0: Yeah, it is confusing, but I, I think the plot twist might be that there's not two versions of, of each of these people. It's, there's three versions of these people. It's that Joe also died in space, uh, and, and we, there's two versions of her here on Earth. And then Irina, there's a dead version of her, so I'm assuming there's another second version of her as well, right? Because Bud or Henry refers to her sister. So that means that she has a version as well, and he has a version that's alive as well. So, uh, there's also another interesting line that Bud says to um, the guy he pushes off of the cruise ship in the previous episode.
1: Mm-hmm. He
0: says, I have a hole in my head to prove it or something like that. Yeah. He says something like that. And to the effect of maybe the other Henry or Bud shot himself in space or something like that. Mm.
1: Um, That's... Yeah. Uh, that's something i would bet on i would i would bet against there being three versions i, I really do think it is kind of like a binary thing there's just, just the, the two um is that something you want I'll to take, throw into our wagers yeah,
0: yeah i'll take i'll take you up on that i but i don't right. think it stops at three i think there's more than three all right i I'll, just think I'll, three. I'll give you three or more
1: like it doesn't have okay. to be exactly three but so i'm I, taking I will, the field i'm taking the field exactly two. yeah
0: you're taking tiger woods in his prime i'm taking the field pretty much it's pretty Absolutely. much what's happening um did you catch when Joe's in that moment where she's invisible, that she catches Henry talking? The Henry at the desk couldn't hear her, but the one in the screen heard her. Mm. And he was probably communicating with, um, Bud was communicating with Henry. And that's when he turned his head towards the door, even though he couldn't see her. And he says, curiosity killed the cat. So we can kind of see, it almost gave me severance vibes in this episode of <laughs> almost like, who, who knows about this issue? Who's trying to shut her up? Who's trying to keep her calm and um, not calm, sedated really, to, mm-hmm. um, to not spill the beans on this or to like open the, the Pandora's box that would come with this information getting out there? And is there anybody above Henry who knows this information? Perhaps Henry's not the guy that is the ringleader. Maybe there's another group of people who are above him. It's just, it's unlayering, yeah. like just like a, a new element of mystery that I wasn't expecting from this show.
1: I mean, I would venture to guess that there is somebody above Henry, because why else would he be, you know, taking the vitamin B with the lithium? Um, I I don't think he would self-prescribe. I mean, w- clearly the version of him on the cruise doesn't want the pills. He throws them over. Michaela's the one that tells him to to take the pills, yeah. but he doesn't. So I don't. Maybe maybe there's something going on there that, that we're, we'll get a reveal of in the next episode or two.
0: You think this is going to be one of those things where? We end this series and we just find out that they both suffered traumatic mental uh, stress and this was all just like something taking place in their imagination That then none of this occurred.
1: No. Dude, I would be so disappointed if that were the case. I really don't think so. I always hate so. when that
0: happens. I always hate when it's just like, a, oh, we were dead the whole time or oh, it was a dream or that, tro- that whole trope is just- I mean- It's like the people who are like cynical about Harry Potter and say that Harry Potter's like an insane asylum. And that everything is happening within his mind. It, there's a whole Reddit thing on this, and it's just this. It's like the most cynical, terrible. Like, like I don't know who wants to live in that reality where that that's how they read into everything. You know, nah, like, oh, Harry Harry that, Potter's not a wizard. Silly. He's a he's a man with a mental disorder, and Dementors are. You, know, you
1: could make that excuse for any story for anything. really you can make a like, you know, game of anything. thrones happened yeah. in cersei's head right yeah, yeah, <laughs> she, yeah. she has some trauma with her lover exactly. uh yeah. there hey, there i go with the game of thrones reference how about that mm. um yeah i don't think it's gonna end up like that i mean alice is also having the, these issues granted she's having a, a, a traumatic stress you know issue i mean her her mother died in one of these versions of reality uh mm-hmm. but i mean she she didn't die so like i don't think it has to do with death necessarily it's just it's super confusing man because i mean in episode two we we got joe coming back to earth joe and alice getting on the helicopter and then they both experience this like flip where one's not there and the other one is, like it, it was it was really bizarre. So I don't know what's causing it. I don't know if it's the device that's somehow causing it. And I, I don't. Part of me doesn't think that it is the device that's causing it. I feel like it's just the device that was on the um international space station and now is back on Earth. I feel like it was just seeing the thing happen, right? Like it was just seeing the the shift in in what matter, quantum, whatever, um. So I I don't know, like I kind of got the sense that maybe this could spread um, because it's also not isolated to just like the astronauts or the people that we know at the very least had a very traumatic issue because uh, in this episode, I mean, you mentioned it already, but Joe stands in front of one of the janitors and I mean, he clearly loses it. He he freaks out. So other people can see them. They just got to kind of like force their way in front of them or something like that.
0: Well, yeah, it's like almost tapping into... It's like what Henry was saying to the professor at MIT. It's like, what if this doesn't make sense to the visible, but it makes sense to the brain? And then mm-hmm. you have that moment where Joe is at the piano, and although she knows from her past that she cannot play piano, she's mm-hmm. there, she's reading the notes, and she's playing intuitively what these what's on the pages in front of her. Um, so, there's that bit. Now... I made the joke to my parents who I was watching this with. I said, she just ruined that guy's, she just ruined that custodial worker's life. Like he's going to oh, yeah. have the same issues now. <laughs> Maybe we'll get his perspective. Of again. <laughs> oh my God. Not even that. Like I'm assuming that made him open up to that dimension. But, um, it's odd to me because that, the she's the only person who's really physically reacted to that antimatter. What do you mean by that? The cow.
1: But, re, but you know what do you mean he, by reacted to it, like physically reacted like, to
0: it? <clears throat> like Henry obviously knows something's up with her. Hence, yeah. she's prescribed vitamin B. He knows something's up with her. Yeah. He knows that she's experiencing things that she can't explain, that she doesn't remember. He invites her to the office. Nobody has had a physical reaction to the cow. Uh, like yeah, the yeah. She medication. she
1: grabbed her head because when it was running, yeah. Exactly. I remember so that. So
0: she's having a physical reaction. She seems almost drawn to it and then this matter that's in there it almost feels like it's a sentient being like it just doesn't want to be seen similar to the to the being in invasion with um with the character uh, what's the name of the character from invasion who had the special connection
1: uh Misuki. I want to s- oh yeah Mitsuki. Mitsuki yeah
0: yeah you know how she had that special connection with the blob mm-hmm. that's what it fe- feels like with Joe and this and i'm assuming that's why there's another element of mystery here because she gets those tapes and I don't know who those tapes were sent. Who were the, who sent those tapes? Cause wasn't it like a mystery person?
1: It was pretty mysterious looking. Um, I mean, I, I don't know that anybody signed it necessarily. It was like, we know your secrets and it was, you know, just recordings of, of things that happened in the past. And I, I'm assuming the al- alternate universe that, that she lives in or something like that now, um, I'll have to keep an eye for out for it to see if there was any like, return address or something.
0: Yeah, I'd love to know what it said on the label because I think they do show a shot of the little yellow envelope. Uh, we did get confirmation that she did have an affair with Frederick in this episode. I think we all could have assumed that from the previous episode. But we do get final confirmation of it, which makes me like Joe a lot less in whatever dimension she did that in. Uh, it's actually on the yellow envelope, not on the paper itself. Um, that she that she shows it, it's there.
1: So Tiskland. Yeah, you can't really see. You can't really tell because it has her the, address. Maybe? Yeah, there's something
0: like Tis, Tisland on it or something like that. But yeah, maybe there's something written on the bottom of the white paper. But either way, I'm assuming this is a group of people or somebody who's trying to help her understand what went wrong, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't imagine. I can't imagine that it's um anyone from within the space agency that she works for.
1: No, I don't I don't think it would be. I don't know who's in the, the observatory in Denmark either.
0: Did you did you notice how intent Michaela was in bringing Henry home and bringing the cow home? Even though she says hmm. it didn't work, Henry. Did you notice how intent she was on making sure that that got back on American soil like NASA property?
1: Yeah, she was pretty in, pretty intense about it. Now that you mention it. Mhm.
0: Henry's also seemed to have found a way to communicate with Bud uh through a, a screen, almost like through a void in a way, which is really creepy if you think about it. It's almost like a black mirror, right? Where he's Very like much. communicating with the other side. Um that was pretty haunting. Honestly, this is the best episode of the season and the acting was like incredible in this episode.
1: Oh, this episode was great. like if i was if there was any part of me in episode three that was a little iffy on recommending it, man, if if you get to episode four, it it's just it's really solid. Like I'm mm-hmm. so invested into into this series right now. I'm loving it. Like I really hope they they pull through and this this whole season is great. Um I have a feeling they will. like I, I just I've got a good feeling about this show.
0: So, it turns out Magnus also had an affair and I think it's with Alice's teacher that seems to be pretty evident um, yeah. that it was her and Joe has a full on, as Magnus calls it, town drunk moment where she calls him out in, <laughs> from, in front of a class of kids which, you know, don't do it for Magnus's sake but, you know, don't embarrass Alice, you know?
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, I felt I felt bad for Alice. I'm like, ugh. Oh, yeah. That's, that's going to... That's going to drive uh, Alice and Joe apart even more than they already are in this reality here.
0: Yeah. You know, there's something weird about Bud's existence on this cruise ship. It almost feels like he's like in an in-between place, like a limbo, almost like he's been in, like he's like being confined to this cruise ship. And I, I almost know that that's not the case. Like I know that's not the case, but because we've never seen him set foot on land, it almost feels like he exists in this plane that doesn't exist. You know what I mean? it's interesting
1: though i mean we i mean we, we see him in another place obviously like you mentioned in the in the monitor henry sees himself in there and i mean he's kind of isolated there as well like he but was nothing. freaking out did you yeah. catch
0: like he was freaking out almost he seemed like somebody who was concerned that he was going to get um charged with murder
1: yeah that's it that's true i don't are know you, i don't know you, what to make of it just yet
0: yeah, are you getting villain vibes from from Henry and and Bud or are you getting kind of like victims of a traumatic event vibes? I
1: I'm, I'm getting a mix of both of those and that Henry might be the good guy <laughs> like the like the like the mad scientist, the crazy scientist yeah. that, you know, comes up with the, with the solution to help everybody. Um it's just throwing me because we've got two what feels like polar opposite versions of himself that we're experiencing. Um, And it's hard to know what to think. Like, for example, I mean, Henry, in the last episode, he was really starting to grow on me a lot. Uh, And I would say even even in the beginning of this episode, like he was growing on me a lot. You know, he he felt like a, a really friendly guy more than he was in episodes one and two. He felt like he was, you know, just trying to solve something for the betterment of humanity and to solve this problem. And then we get Towards the later half of this episode, and I just feel like he went rogue. Like uh, he he just became a, an agent of the dark side or something. I don't I don't know what what plan he's got up his sleeve or what he's aiming to do. But I mean, yeah, he felt very villain-esque in, in this uh, in the episode here towards the end specifically.
0: There's was something about him in that dark room talking to himself that felt very it's infarious. creepy. It's creepy it felt shit. Very and the way he turned his head and said, "Curiosity killed the cat." That was really creepy. Uh Um, I hate to break it to you, but you definitely uh, already lost the wager that we bet on earlier in this episode. Because I just remembered a scene that pretty much confirms that it's three or more realities. Uh, And it's the scene that we start the episode with. It's Magnus and Alice walking by themselves in the snow. And they're going to the cabin that we've seen in the last three episodes. Mm -hmm. And Alice is pretty pretty much Joe's dead in this reality. Yeah, and she, he's telling her she's not going to be here. So, this is the reality where she's dead, and this Alice is having, I guess, um, the fear of interacting with the other Alice's. So she's haunted by her mother, in a way.
1: I don't know. I'm I'm sticking with hey. my guns. I don't think <laughs> I don't think that's a confirmation that there's three yeah. or more. I, I I took it as like a. I mean, them going to the cabin, I don't know exactly when in time that is with, within the show here, but it felt like it was something a little bit later, probably after there was a fallout with uh, Joe and, and Magnus. Uh, so maybe that's why Magnus isn't going to be here. I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. I think it's two. I think it's just a hard two. Well,
0: do you think Magnus is dead after what happened in the end of the episode?
1: It's possible. Because by the way,
0: that's, that's a hell of a way to add, add even more conflict. As if we didn't have enough conflict before that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: just add in like she's running away from murder now.
1: Well, that, that was kind of where where my head was going when when we got to the end of the episode. It was that, oh, he he might be dead. And this mixed with the... Messages she's starting to get from this observatory in Denmark is probably really the catalyst for why she ends up stealing the device and runs um so I could see him being dead uh but I feel like I feel like that would just be a little unnecessarily dark like I don't know that that's gonna aid too much in in this story like I think him being injured enough in and in the hospital after. Being a guy that's cheated on her because her alternate cheated on him. I don't know. I, I think it's enough to run away. So I, I, I wouldn't bet that he's dead uh, if that's what you're asking.
0: No, but it does answer my question that I had in the last few episodes, which is what, was, what prompted her to run away? Mm-hmm. And we can assume it's that she doesn't know whether he's dead or not. So the next episode probably starts with her telling Alice, we got to go. Mm -hmm. or something like that, or making Alice go, who knows. Yeah, Uh, Alice has this obsession with hiding in armoires now, and I feel like that's going to be hugely significant at some point in the future, but I'm not exactly sure what that is. It does remind me of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe a
1: lot. Dude, you know, I just watched that movie like two nights ago, just Mm -hmm. randomly with my wife and and the baby. Mm -hmm. But go ahead. What's the reference?
0: I thought you had another point there. No,
1: Uh, I was just just amazed that you brought it up. I'm like, I literally just watched I haven't thought about that movie in like years, like 10 years. We just watched No,
0: it it, it reminded me of it because it's literally the wardrobe, the magic wardrobe that they go (laughs) in, you know, from one world and they exit or enter into another world. So, it kind of reminds me of that and it makes me wonder if she's onto something with this armoire. Maybe this is like her... it's not that the armor has any magical presence but she's doing something in her mind that's making this this object have a significance for her to shift in and out of uh, realities or dimensions i guess
1: yeah yeah it might i mean it definitely tied in on the on the ISS um uh, we didn't know why it was there but now we got a sense of why it was there um i don't
0: know if i don't know if there's a possibility to have these realities merge and like mm magnus switches the joe his joe for the one that didn't cheat on him and then the the magnus who cheated on joe can get them the joe that cheated on him you get me
1: yeah you like you think it's just gonna stay blips and it, it could well, never I just, be more than i that. just want
0: no it's just that I, I want magnus and joe to be happy in at least one reality
1: I agree. Not miserable in both. Yeah, I I like them to get like they're 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 nice. I mean, they seem like a nice couple at the very least. Yeah. Has Apple
0: TV ever had a character in a show who didn't have a really cool home? I mean, the homes in Sweden. I don't just really cool. Which that's another note. Uh, It seems that the Joe who's in the reality that we're most focused on, and this is kind of confusing to keep on saying this reality, that reality, but the one that's mainly the central focus in in this episode the one that Henry Caldera exists in. Um, She seems to have gotten her, given her daughter a more even cultural background. So uh, Mm -hmm. teaching her the language and whatnot, Swedish. uh, And this version of Alice is really leans more towards her father and it really only understands English. Uh, And she seems to have this constant frustration with that, that her daughter has no understanding of Swedish culture. However, doesn't she mention, and this is something that I kind of missed in the beginning of the episode, there's a really creepy part in the beginning of the episode where they're throwing out children's books, and she mentions a story where they like burned a baby to bring back the mother. Mm. Um, did you catch that in the beginning of the episode? And I don't I think that's a Swedish folklore, but then again, I barely caught that detail in the episode, and I I didn't have enough uh time to rewind.
1: I heard it. I didn't i didn't really think too much of it honestly well, I, I mean i think I, it was I important you like you, you think that they're going to sacrifice one of the versions of alice in some way no
0: i think it's metaphorical i don't think it's literally like stannis baratheon uh, type <laughs> of thing here yeah uh, you i, can I love that like i've
1: watched it, game of thrones now yeah i finally understand, like, understand it yeah it's, it's like, We've it's come like a long I, way. i've learned now, another language
0: yeah, yeah. It's like we came a long way. Now you're making Game of Thrones references and now you can catch, now you can keep up with all the Game of Thrones references now and there's That's just so sure. many that can be used. Uh, no, but did you the end of the episode there's a painting on the wall and mm-hmm. it's a troll. Yeah. Who's by a fire. And the troll kidnapped the baby and burned the baby or something. It's really dark. It's really it creepy. Really, yeah, it looks um, very dark,
1: very very scary.
0: So, uh, I, I don't know what that's about, but I know they mentioned it. I don't know, just if you rewind to the part where they were throwing out the books, it's almost like Alice has this, um, the same way that Joe's picking up the piano, mm-hmm. Alice is picking up things from maybe the version of herself that's more um, familiar with her Swedish heritage.
1: Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I d- before I, Before I kind of bounce around on the timeline, I do want to mention on the piece of paper, uh, Uh I've got it up on screen right now, it's 48 minutes 56 seconds uh, Uh into the episode. The note is from a what looks like Walborg and Lorenz Bang Mm -hmm. uh, from Denmark, and there's a request at the bottom of it for Joe to go to where they are in order to hear these tapes more clearly, so I think that's probably where she's headed at the very least when we see her like in the cabin and in these snowy areas driving with the machine in the car and her daughter, I would what assume happened? that she's going there. So I do think that, that we're on the right track with, with her, at least not knowing whether or not Magnus is dead um, in the beginning of the next episode, going on the run, not knowing where to go, decides to kind of go to Denmark. So might yeah. be the case.
0: It does seem Apple has a hit on their hands right now. Uh, I don't imagine that they're going to be knocked off the number one spot uh, other than maybe for a day when Masters of the Air shows up, but Mm -hmm. I think they'll probably own about five of the seven days on the top charts, if I had to guess, um, based off just the track record of Apple shows. Uh, Anything else you want to add to this episode? Because pretty much what we leave off with here is uh, Bud is kind of in a cloudy territory. We don't know what's going to happen to him, although it seems like he's going to get away with murder somehow. Um, although that's t b d at the moment, we have Joe, who has f- had very strange things happen to her in this episode where she's gone invisible uh her- aff- affair from another dimension has been exposed uh or at least from she's being alerted to an affair that she supposedly had, but that she actually didn't um Alice had a vision of her mother being dead and witnessing her funeral, which is pretty horrifying to think about mm-hmm. and Magnus is seemingly either dead or knocked out, unconscious, paralyzed, who knows what happened to him because he hit his head pretty hard yeah on the floor.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm wondering if in maybe the next episode or could could be later. Like I feel like we're going to get an episode still that focuses in on Paul Lancaster because I think the reality here is that joe and paul swapped places in uh in yes. these two different realities right yes. like i, I, I think it was yeah um one made that the other. Comment. at least that's what it feels like yeah
0: i made that comment in the last episode that i thought paul was visiting her grave i think yeah, I mentioned you did that. you did so,
1: yeah a good call the, should've you should have thrown, thrown a wage on it. it but i mean and hey, we know now so yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a little late yeah. but yeah it's uh we, we've got to see something about paul like seeing this ominous guy just standing around flashing in and flashing out every now and then is not mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, all right. Any final notes before we go to categories?
1: No, those are the big ones. I don't think there's anything that we really missed in this episode. Um, yeah. Let, let's jump into some categories, shall we? Let's do it. Let's start with, uh, let's start with favorite scene of the episode.
0: I think favorite scene has to be Joe going invisible mode and Mm. uh, having that moment where she's talking to Henry and then Henry turns his head and says, curiosity killed the cat. So um, that's kind of his warning to not look deeply into these things. If you're Joe.
1: Yeah. Mine was really Joe just kind of starting to uncover what else going on. So like, I think it, it, ties into the scene that you're talking about in, in some ways but it, it's when she's looking at the pills oh the pills look the same we open them we taste the pills which i don't know that you'd be able to taste that but i've never taken lithium and mm-hmm. vitamins mm-hmm. whatever um and then going in and just kind of like looking into the medical records like i really liked that sort of like investigative thing kind of you know, like it was it was a nice reveal um how about favorite character of the episode it's I
0: hard I'm trying to, to remember what me. scene that reminds me of. There I guess there's a ton of scenes where um the character has the realization like the puzzle oh, piece yeah. is missing. Yeah. You know, one of the ones that comes to mind is the show that Henry was formerly in, Breaking Bad, one when, when Walt's <laughs> really trying to not have to kill somebody and mm. he's going up there to make a sandwich or he's he's going up there and he realizes um I, I forget what happens, but he realizes that a piece of a plate is missing. Oh. And he puts the plate together and the piece that's missing is is in the shape of a shard. It, it kind of reminds me of of that <laughs> a little bit where she's like, you think everything's good and then she uncovers the pills and you find out. Also, Silo has moments like that too, yeah. uh, which I don't want to say too much about. But we have a whole podcast series if you want to catch up on it. We're actually the number one Silo podcast in the world i think that's statistically <laughs> true so i uh, think so
1: yeah yeah I, I mean if you haven't watched the show go watch it as well because man i am looking forward to a season two of silo at some point all right let's pivot to favorite c- character i did ask that but you didn't give me an answer for it
0: i think it's joe 100 percent.
1: yeah joe. that's the that's the one i'm stuck on she i mean Look, the other characters are good. I, I like Magnus as well, though. I mean, I have a bit less respect for him. He's cheated on her. The, granted, but he was cheated on as well in this universe. He was so. cheated on. Her. It's hard, it's hard to really Magnus. know like you know, who, who's, who's more in the wrong here. Um, I well, would, he shouldn't I mean, have retaliated. Jo, she, yeah.
0: He shouldn't have re- retaliated. It seems like he didn't really have an affair. It may be an emotional affair, but yeah. that was fair because she was going to leave him. That was the plan. Uh, The thing is, is that he should have just divorced her. um. Uh, but obviously, he was waiting for her to return and maybe have it happen to him. So,
1: mm. yeah. Yeah.
0: Never return yeah. evil for evil, folks.
1: That's for sure. No, no. No, nah, Joe is really carrying the show for me. And not in a bad way, either. Not like everybody else is just bad, but I I, I really like her character in this. She's great. Any lines that stood out to you? This, this doesn't really feel like a, a line heavy episode or show for me beyond the, what curiosity killed the cat. That one. Yeah. Well, I got to say, oh, yeah. Honorable, an
0: mentions, uh, honorable mentions, I guess would be to um, Henry's, you know, Henry just was, Jonathan Banks was terrific in this episode. Like just. Yeah. If you needed a reminder of the kind of actor he is, he's, he's fantastic. <laughs> He plays the cranky old man. Uh, so well. And also the mad scientist like pretty damn well. So, But that's got yeah. to be infuriating to know you're right about something and this, the whole world is telling you that you're wrong. And it's just like you yeah. are experiencing something that nobody can relate to. And it's just got to be horrible.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Who do you think has it, uh, has it worst in this show right now?
0: I would say Joe has it better than Henry. I would assume Henry's like maybe the first guy who ever had to deal with this in the, ever. And so mm-hmm. he had to uncover all these things by himself, which requires an incredible amount of uh, belief in, in self, belief in your own mental fortitude. I think the, mm-hmm. like the average person would end up in an insane asylum probably. Yeah. Um, but he seems to have persevered over it, created a structure, a framework to understand what he's dealing with. And now Joe can at least understand what she's going through. Uh, rather than him. So I think Henry is kind of like a um, a complicated hero in his own way. Uh, I, I'm not calling him a, a villain yet. It just we don't know what his endgame is here. Uh, I think what it is is that he thinks he's uncovered a portal between dimensions, and I, he's obviously right about that in some way.
1: Yeah. If I asked this question in the last episode, I would have said Irene, because, well, the other version of her is dead, but she's not the only one. Um, I, I might, I might give it to Alice, right? Like the, the thing with, I agree with with you on Henry. It is a very good pick, but Henry's a mature adult. Alice is a little kid. She's like seeing haunted visions of her, her dead mother and, you know, herself at her mother's what like funeral or or whatever you would call this in, uh, in their own home. Um, so I, I, like, I, like, I feel like if, If I were her, like, I'd be a lot more terrified than Henry or somebody else. Yeah, Um, yeah. So, I'll I'll give my pick to her. But that's all I got for for the questions this episode.
0: Perfect. Well, I guess we'll round it out then. Y'all, this is the kind of show where we can communicate. We can talk back and forth on theories. We can share your theories on air. So, if you want to get a hold of us, it's contact.soapbox.house. That is the best way for us to directly respond to all of your theories about Constellation, all of your takes, your reactions, all those sorts of things. So contact what box.house. If you want to keep up with all things Story Archives, check out our other series. We are doing Masters of the Air on Apple TV as well. We're going to be dropping that episode between tomorrow and Saturday, more than likely, so stay tuned for that. And that's about it. I also covered True Detective season four i did a two episode series on that where i covered pretty much the entire season on that and we are also releasing our peaky blinders or re-releasing our peaky Blinder series on youtube uh for all of you who are catching up on that series before killian murphy wins the oscar
1: he's gonna win actor. like there's just no yeah. way yeah best movie like it. Dare I say the decade? I don't know. Is that too much?
0: I've never seen Nolan do all this press for the Oscars before. So I'm assuming this is like absolutely guaranteed win at this point.
1: You think this is like his magnum opus or something?
0: I think he is not into all these press tours. Uh, and I think that he's not going to give a damn if he ever wins another Oscar ever again. Because what it seems to require to win an Oscar from an outside look... Mm -hmm. is that there's only a few people who really have a chance at winning an Oscar every year. And the press tour, you have to do almost a presidential type of campaign for yourself, almost like you're trying to win, you know, I don't know, whatever award. Um, And they're just campaigning themselves so hard. Um, And I don't think he really has done this. I think they're doing it for him. Mm -hmm. But there's definitely an opportunity here to take... You know, take the prize. So you gotta. It's like the most prestigious award you can get, even if the awards getting super woke and adding in yeah. all sorts of diversity quotas for
1: oh, the films and stuff I like hate that. that. Yeah.
0: Well, that's what they're doing. The new Oscar requirements. I don't know if they're gonna out- I, outlaw I it, but <laughs> yeah, like you have to have in order for a film to get nominated now in the Oscars, and you know, someone can verify this. You gotta have. They tell you the quota of cultures that you need to have, and and uh, sexual orientation and all sorts of things that they, you need to have in film so once you start to regulate that kind of shit and, and regulate the types of stories that people want to tell mm. everything becomes contrived I mean just look at you know there's examples everywhere but um, yeah anyways maybe this I think this is the last year before those goes into effect I think those go into effect in 2025 I'd have to look it up but I know there's a whole controversy with it
1: yeah for sure alright well that's all she wrote for this so thank you for listening to this episode of constellation by story archives you can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts apple and spotify podcasts. visit us on youtube at soapbox podcast network visit our website at soapbox.house email us at contact at soapbox.house and we do have a link in the description below to sign up for our quarterly newsletter
0: all right y'all see you next time have a great weekend peace